But how many rooms is that house? 15 rooms, zero bath. Damn. <laughs> they don't they don't bathe because it's Fitz's house. <laughs> Welcome to Buck Heap Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 83, Fool's Assassin, prologue through chapter 4, and I'm Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I'm also a rereader. I'm Ashley, and the pressure's on. I'm a new reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. Okay, first up, corrections, omissions, announcements. Announcement, this is just a reminder since we are starting a new trilogy and may pick up some new listeners. We are a spoiler-free podcast featuring new and re-readers, so we can't spoil our new readers while we're discussing. So if you want to hear abbreviated commentary from people who have read the books before, you can stick around for our spoiler sections at the end of each episode. And if you want to listen to excellent and spoiler-filled analysis as prime content, we direct you to our friends at Is Fitz Happy. How far are they at this point? Are they? They're in AskQuest. Yeah. Deep in that AskQuest. They made it to book three. Mm -hmm. I feel like they made really good time. It's spoiler filling. They do because they don't take as many breaks as us. How many? (laughs) Do they just do one episode a week? They do, uh, yeah, in one chapter. Damn. Well, they'll yeah. slow down. These books just get thicker and thicker, though. Um, we did. Some of us have seen each other in real life since our last episode. We got to hang out at Dragon Con. I posted a reunion photo to the Instagram. Some people don't know who we are, which I think is great. Just guess. Just tell us your best guess. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean they don't know who we are? They don't like, know who's who. They don't know faces to names. I'm Ashley. Well, we're also masked. <laughs> yeah, and we're masked. So we're trying to stand how we are in the banner. But... Yeah, I think you did a good job. But there's people missing, so it makes it hard. Yeah, Jenny um... drew it, and we just got her approval, so that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that was really nice to see each other during the pandemic, during the plague. The panorama. So, the panorama. Um, and we did not see any forged ones, but if you didn't have your vaccine, I would call you forged. That is a good euphemism for the unvaccinated by choice. Yes. <laughs> forged by, by choice. <laughs> Um, also Easter egg, I have placed a playlist in the links section of the pod website. Uh, and it's also linked on our Instagram under the highlight called playlists. We made it for this, for this trilogy specifically. I'm not going to tell you the name of it because it's kind of a spoiler. So don't look at it if you don't want to be spoiled. I can't go anywhere near it. Moving on to mailbag. So we have mail from Heather and uh from danny and from jackie so first up is heather heather is from ottawa and says wait i have to make sure there's no spoilers in here did i send this to everyone you did yeah okay good 
Oh, yes. Okay. Um, it says, hello, Bucky Bradio. I just wanted to say hi and thank you for the podcast. I'm pretty new to the fantasy genre and listening to Bucky Bradio as I, re- as I read Realm of the Elderlings is making the experience even more enjoyable than it would be otherwise. Oh, thank you. Uh, your discussion makes me consider things from new angles, and it's a really nice respite from the pandemic and the news. Um, it turns out that Heather is actually behind. So Heather is still in the ship books, the boat books. Uh, so this will be a nice surprise, uh, eventually, hopefully. (laughs) Um, but I, I like this part. It says, I have to say that I am an Ashley super fan. I just find her hilarious. She regularly makes me laugh out loud. And if you're reading this, Ashley, at least one person appreciated your Nelly with the bandaid on his face reference. (laughs) (laughs) Which I feel like could be any episode, really. I talk about Nelly a lot. I guess. I think so. I feel like there's multiple <laughs> Nelly references. He remains relevant to this day somehow. Uh, Heather then goes on to talk about a theory that they have about Amber, which by the time you get here, you will think is pretty funny. Uh, if only she could talk to past that. Heather, I just, I have a message for Heather, I do. And it's, you know, when you finally get to this episode and you're listening to this, um, you know, you will understand when I say that you both like at the same time complimented me greatly and also tossed so much fucking shade at me. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine though. I've dealt with it and I can move on. Uh, Next up is Danny, uh, who is a first time reader and the books have become an absolute favorite. And I really think that the podcast has enhanced the experience. So thanks a lot for doing that to everyone. You're welcome. We enjoy doing it. Um, Apparently they found us on Reddit on the fantasy thread. So thank you Reddit for that continued traffic our way. Um, They just finished, Danny just finished fool's errand. So they're also behind. So this will be another, (laughs) We have a lot of people who are in our back catalog, so maybe we don't have to read so fast. But I feel like if we stop reading, we'll never finish. Yeah, we can't lose momentum. But it's exciting that we have people catching on, you know, when we're this far along. It's awesome. Yes. And I did want to give a special shout out to Danny because Danny gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate. So thank you for that. And then finally, we have an email from Jackie who sent us an email titled, It's Almost Time. (laughs) And it says, I made some memes in advance of this first episode. I'm not sure how I feel about the realization that the series and hence the podcast is almost over. Um, And then we have memes, which I've posted on IG that Jackie made for us about sort of just kind of the sadness and excitement, uh, both of of being near the end. (laughs) It's emotions. It is. It's a lot of emotions. So thanks for the mail during break. That is it for the mail, though. Um, So to kick us off, Ashley's going to uh, read a plot summary of this upcoming book that we've started. I am. And I'm to read. I'm going to I did it in a little bit of a voice. So I'm just, you know, I'm trying to bring some liveliness to this blurb because it's a little dry so I'm just going to read it but I'm going to take my headset off so I don't hear you guys <laughs> laughing at me while I read it <laughs> give me a moment to compose myself <laughs> I hope I don't make myself laugh too much Tom Badgerlock has been living peaceably in the manor house at Withywoods with his beloved wife Molly these many years 
the estate a reward to his family for loyal service to the crown. But behind the facade of respectable middle age lies a turbulent and violent she past. She sounds like a witch. But Tom Badgerlock is actually Fitzchivalry Farcia, bastard scion of the Farcia line, convicted user of beast magic, and assassin, a man who has risked much for his king and lost more. On a shelf in his den sits a triptych carved in memory stone of a man, a wolf, and a fool. Once these three were inseparable friends, Fitz, Night Eyes, and the Fool, but one is long dead and one long missing. (laughs) Then one Winterfest night, a messenger arrives to seek out Fitz, but mysteriously disappears, leaving nothing but a blood trail. What was the message? (laughs) Who was the sender? (laughs) And what has happened to the messenger? Suddenly, Fitz's violent old life erupts into the peace of his new world, and nothing and no one is safe. <laughs> you sounded like the audiobook reader. I know, I practiced. Oh my god. <laughs> it, was it you? Are you she? It's really me, you guys. Oh my god. I hope you all really enjoyed that theatrical interpretation of the blurb of a book. All right. So do you have any thoughts about that? Do you have like any expectations for this this trilogy? You know, the one thing I actually appreciate about this blurb is that it didn't spoil a bunch of stuff. I think this is the first blurb I've ever read where I wasn't like, oh, man, hashtag spoiler. Um, Well, there was another blurb that I could have used and I decided not to because it was more spoilery. So I chose correctly. Based upon commentary from you, and I feel like a couple people who have (laughs) reached out from listeners, I feel like I am prepared for this to be just emotionally devastating. I don't exactly know why and I'm trying not to speculate too much, but clearly something's going to happen with the fool and we either have lost him or we're getting him back and we're going to lose him or there's some great schism that happens between Fitz and the fool, which I don't really see that, but I don't know. I mean, obviously shit's going to go down. Well, to alleviate any of your... I guess um, Fitz could die and the fool could be left to live forever without him, but the fool seems better at being alone. Well, I did include a couple of the reviews because Fool's Assassin was published in 2014, and it was kind of a big deal when Hobb announced that she was doing this trilogy because up until that point, we had sort of been led to believe and under the impression that the story was over, right? True. Um, So there was a lot of what I call fan-ticipation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there, it was actually really well reviewed when it came out. And I remember when it came out, I was very nervous because I was, it, I have waited for like closing trilogies or continuations from some fantasy series before in the past, you know, when there was like a big gap and kind of been <clears throat> disappointed in what happened. Um, so it was really nice to see these, these reviews. One of them says um, that. She knows the complicated workings of the wayward human heart, and she takes time to depict them in her tale to tell her story sweetly, insistently, compellingly, a book meant to be inhabited rather than run through. So I thought that was a really nice review um, of this book as a whole, because it does has a a long beginning. So (laughs) isn't that all of her books? Yeah. (laughs) 
She leans in oh. this time. <laughs> um, I feel like all of the books, or at least the first books of each trilogy, are like all beginning and then like, oh my god, it's the end! Toilet paper then, roll! <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. She's got a full roll. She doesn't care. She's pulling extra. She doesn't. She's not trying to preserve. Um, so let us start. Alyssa, take us to the prologue. Ah, yes, the prologue. We open this trilogy with a letter to Lady Fennis of Tilth from Queen Desire, who I imagine has the voice of the boob tree from the last unicorn movie. <laughs> Friends, I hope you all write this exact letter someday to your boss when you quit. Quote, truly I am wasted here, she says. There has been shattering news delivered to me. Chivalry has had a child with a commoner, and it's being raised here at Buckkeep. And now Verity is the heir. I would leave court, but then I remembered I gave birth to Regal at some point. And I'm responsible for this child that I named that. <laughs> Lightning strikes at night, illuminating stone and trees and the hard patter of rain. Fitz has hunched over the letter, brow creased, ignoring the 15 to 17 pains in his back. <laughs> he squints in the candlelight, and with a single shuddering breath, he exhales, breaking the silence, whispering into the night, this bitch. <gasps> when he was a child, imagining his father, who had been murdered at this place, being sent away, he pictured Withy Woods as basically a prison or the desolate ruin of Nottingham Castle, the worst-rated castle on TripAdvisor. Instead, Withy Woods turned out to be a giant cottage and a place to vacation forever, like Maine. Fitz takes the Withy Woods postcard out from under Desire's letter. There's a picture of a moose on it. He flips it over. <laughs> Wish you were here, my sunny boy, my boy child. <laughs> Fitz puts it on the stack with the others. That moose is his now, along with the rest of the property. And what would a Fitz intro be without a wax poetic on time? When he was young, he thought he was in pain, but oh, we have even more pain to look forward to. And isn't it just awful to have the years of an ancient man, but the body of someone middle-aged so that we can have three more books? Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, we could do a drinking game and you could just pick. You could pick aches and pains. <laughs> Oh God, dead. <laughs> uh, ruminations on on you know aging and death or or like saggy leggings oh, and God. you can saggy, get drunk on leggings. any of it saggy <laughs> leggings saggy dumpy leggings is like if you if you're like in the hot throes of passion and then you're like no we have to stop immediately just say saggy leggings. <laughs> Did we know That's that he has a young word. body at this point? He yeah. has he has a he has a body younger than yours. No, so. I know, <laughs> but like I didn't really get that until until chapter three. We are all aged now. We're all older than Fitz. I mean, forever. Hey, I'm still at his age. <laughs> My life expectancy is still much older. greater than his, so I'm good with that. Oh shit. <laughs> um, it is kind of like weird because we're back, but we're not at Buckkeep. We're at Withy Woods, which is a place we've only really heard about from patients. 
And yeah, nice to. With the, it's it's the, the burbs. We do have a map in this book. They have glass in their windows. It's very fancy. It's the burbs. It's not too country. Althea would. It's not the dirt floor it. cottage. I wish that we had gotten a map of Buckheap. Because there is no map of Buckheap, only a map of Withy Woods. It's the only building. And I think I'd trade it in, really. But that's just me. All right. Chapter one is ma- is mine. It's called Withy Woods. And uh, I also do a weird voice. So, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, Damn. I don't know. We must have had visions in our sleep or something. I guess so. We're ready to be back. <clears throat> Chapter one intros with a piece of mail from old Steal Your Girl Shiv to Stable Stud Burrich about how he's been stuck out to pasture with patients. Remember all the abdication drama? And hey, how's my son? Oh wait, I don't care. Give your dog a bone from me, but please offer no scrap of affection to the kid on my part. Cool. Into this melancholic reference of events that led to Fitz's horrible life, we arrive at Withywoods, <laughs> and it's Christmas. The winter weather looks like a fool's motley and we're only on the second sentence. A farseer has, once again, stolen Burge's girl and gone to pasture. It's the beginning of Home Alone, and there's a delivery girl and a weird cop in the hallway. And everyone is toing and froing while they case the joint, while Bing Crosby sings the opening track. Denied Jiggy by the imminent party, Fitz carefully... D- Dons what can only be visually imagined as green MC Hammer pants with a bolero and a pirate sash. I'll send my drawing. <laughs> yes. It's not my best, but I tried. With some reluctance, I removed my leggings and pulled on the trousers. They were a dark green that was nearly black, thin linen, and almost as voluminous as a skirt. They tied at my waist with ribbons. A broad silk sash completed the ridiculous garment. I told myself that my wearing them would please Molly. I suspected that Riddle would have been bothered into donning similar garb. I sighed again. Should we count chameleon pants as leggings? Like, does that go into the drinking game? No. No? It's intentional. It's the reason for that, that section. All right, so Fitz heads downstairs. Revel, the cop butler, is all, Hey, Mr. Bachelor, sir, there's some ruffians on the porch, and I think they should have asked you to leave, because they're trying to tell me there's minstrels. But I'm saying to you, <laughs> they ain't got no instruments, man. That's my uh, really Wait, bad Joe Pesci That's an eclectic uh, <laughs> accent you got there. <laughs> Were you Cheech or Chong? <laughs> I'm Revel, the butler cop. (laughs) Fitz is an idiot, and he's like, yeah, let him in. It's Christmas, and that's what we do on Christmas. We stuff our house full of complete randos and let Chris Columbus deal with it. Amen. Revel, decidedly against such forms of tinsel revelry because real six Dutch kids are the opposite of their parents' hopes, purses his lips and sighs to himself, but remembers to also tell Fitz that he put the delivery girl in his office with an unpaid bill of 122.50. Fitz, a 47-year-old fictional character with long hair, a beard, and some wacky pants giving you the attitude of Laszlo the Vampire, doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Party. Everyone is there. Patience is still alive, and she may have torn apart a bird with her bare hands to wear its pieces <laughs> in her hair, but it's festive. 
She thinks the pants are a bit much, but she's too busy waiting in line to have horse hair braided into her hair to make a big stink. Besides, she's hired a lot of redhead bands to perform, and I'm picturing Paramore, Garbage, and the Judds. Because it makes everyone feel warm, and not like those creepy, blonde, colorless singers over there in the weird <laughs> clothes, which I assume is Ace of Bass. Molly is spinning and dancing and barfing. No, I'm barfing. It's me. And Fitz is having a grand time being unable to do the Dougie, despite hours of practice. Webb and Swift have also arrived. Witted. They're just like us. No one is racist to witted people anymore, which is proven by the fact that Webb and Swift showed up to this party without any animal companions whatsoever. <laughs> Webb needles Fitz about getting a new animal wife, and Fitz defers until Webb points at the wet bandits who've been standing in the parlor this whole time like, um, who the fuck are they and why do they feel forged? Uh, what? Oh, right. This is a Fitz story and parties are for losers. Time for a fucking emergency. Up until this point, dear listener, you may have imagined Withy Woods as a regular manner, something Pemberley-esque at most, right? Think again. Fitz goes into wolf-stalking mode. Who do they hunt? And he and Webb begin to try to, and I am not exaggerating, walk up to one of the Barbie types and ask them who they are. But after hours of trying, they cannot. They lose them constantly. Not one of our intrepid and magical heroes is able to find and locate the taller David the Gnomes in the single room <laughs> because it's just too big. Oh, wait, no, it's just Fitz that's an idiot. Webb is able to talk to one of them just fine, actually, because duh. Uh, she says that they're looking for a friend, and she leaves. And just as the story begins to become a bit mysterious and interesting, Molly interrupts everything, and the chapter ends. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah, I think um, for being like a master assassin extraordinaire, I was pretty disappointed that he couldn't find those people in that room. Right. There they are. They're wearing yellow boots and jingle hats and capes. And they look like kind of like elves on the shelf, but like tall. <laughs> but they're stealthy, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> Just because he looks for people with his wit first and realizes he can't do that with them. I mean, Which I then just makes him an idiot. On so many levels. Again, he's just not a smart man. <laughs> he a dumb dumb. It's okay, I like this chapter for the reference to Winter Motley and the Jamelian pants. Those are the selling points. Literally the second sentence is Winter Motley. I have a hard time envisioning these pants, though, because they sound like they have a lot of volume and like a little bit of structure because of the volume, but then they said that they're linen, and linen is not a structured fabric. Mm. So I, I sent my picture of what I maybe they're starched them as. Maybe they're starched. <laughs> maybe they're lined. I don't know. Really they have to have like straight I feel up like we've long debated about Jamelian pants. I mean, yeah, these are like these are I'm like okay. in my All head right. I, I you know the one you know the pants that you see on TikTok where you like put them on backwards and then you wrap them around like a diaper and then you pull it through your legs. <laughs> nope, I haven't hit those TikToks. What? Yeah, I'm wearing that. <laughs> they're like they—they're not pants because you can, if you untie them, the whole thing falls off. Which to me, that's not a pant. A pant. So should, really, like, he's just wearing like some especially voluminous palazzo pants. I think, so. which I'm not mad at yes. because I own a half a closet of palazzo pants, so it's fine. But whether or not that they are tapered at the ankle is unknown. I don't think, I don't think they, they are because he because he talks about like the fabric like. Swishing around his calves. You're right. He talks about the flapping. 
store. Yeah. Did she mean silk? No, no. she means linen. These are poor people from Buck Duchy. <laughs> they cannot afford silk. I thought it was Jamalian. They're the Oh, this the is not oh, these are Walmart yeah. Jamalians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're Kirkland brand Jamalian. Okay. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> The Jamalians get the silk. But also they're the linen, which means that they've only, they're never going to ever not be wrinkled because they belong <laughs> to Fitz. Yeah. They're probably... Well, I figure he's never worn them yet, so they're probably okay the first time. Because <laughs> Molly probably packed them nicely. Not rolled into and a So ball. long as he doesn't ever sit, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not, he doesn't really sit. He's, he's riding to the party, people. standing up in the back of the... The van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. um, so, yep, they're having a party. It's Winterfest, which, you know, great things only happen on Winterfest. And Fitz has lost all of his <sighs> caution in the past 15 years. Yeah, right? he's soft. He's retired. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> this is like. He's already this, so mad at him. <laughs> this is like Rocky 12, you know, where it's like, we're going to bring him out one more time and he's going to fight. It's like. <laughs> Should he be doing that? Probably not, but he's going to anyway. But think about it. I mean, look, think of his life. He's got this gigantic house. He gets to throw parties. He lives with his stepmom. Molly's like the lady of the house. They have a butler, essentially, the steward revel. Like, they're living it up. This is better than Buckkeep. Oh hell yeah, it's better. As than I recall, <laughs> as I recall, Verity had one drafty room, and like one <laughs> jacket. <laughs> well, Regal had like seventeen closets and whatever he wanted, so I feel like that was also just Verity. Yeah, yeah that's just... true. <laughs> yeah, he didn't care about worldly possessions anymore. Too much skill. Not, but that's also not happening in this chapter. There's not a lot of skilling going on. Some wit stuff, but it, it's like if you expected, if you expected old man Fitz to be like a skill addicted, like yeah, he seems to no, be yeah, he's so staving it off. Yeah, he's give him time. He's living, but he's living well, you know, like he's. He has a good life and a good a good house. And it's true. He's not going to sit on a bench and stare wistfully out into the depths of nothing and and like skill to people. Right? Is this because yeah. he is? Is this because he's whole now? You know, Maybe. whole? To... No, kind of content. Sure. <laughs> the fool isn't he has there, his so pain he's not back. whole. He's I just, thinking of Winter Motley. I just this is such a circle for Ashley. Remember at the beginning of this, she didn't like the fool, and now I Fitz know. isn't whole without the fool. Look, that doesn't mean I like him. I'm just saying I realize that <gasps> Fitz is not complete without the fool. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> All right, okay. Well, now we have to fight. <laughs> that means I don't like old chiclet teeth. <laughs> I miss the chiclet teeth. I I do not, for the record, miss the chiclet teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I choose um, to believe that as he got <laughs> as he became Tawny, his teeth also filled out. 
Um, so you know the the part in this chapter where Patience comes to live with them, and she's ba- and she kind of says, "Well, Molly's going through menopause, and I'm here to help." <gasps> Do you think that part of their like menopausal bonding was talking about Burrich and the sack? Ew. No. <laughs> what? But like, <laughs> did patient did Patience ever hit it? Like with did that actually happen? I'm thinking they did. They were a thing. I think that was did. confirmed. I mean, they were definitely a thing, whether or not they slept together. Nothing's confirmed unless it's on the page, Joey. So she just wants to know, maybe. Listen, these are fantasy books where storks bring children, and (laughs) there's no touching. Leaves upon the shore bring other children, and yeah, there's no touching. Ashley gets it. (laughs) Which book is it where um, Molly has sex with a wolf? That's like, like the, the first s- one, first or second one. one, yeah, yeah, uh, Royal Assassin, I believe. Okay. I just wanted to at Winterfest. <laughs> at Winterfest, they just you know, Patience and Burrich had sex like the Coneheads, and they just like put the rings on their heads and like held their hands <laughs> up and mirrored each totally. other, and that's what they did. There was totally. no touching. Oh man, Patience no as a Conehead is amazing. That's my new headcanon. All right, um, let's go to chapter two. All right, Chapter 2 is Spilled Blood. The introduction to Chapter 2 is uh, a treatise on different types of magic by the scribe Sweet Tongue, and he's a very sweet man. Um, He just basically says that uh, the Farseers and their their wondrous skill magic are clearly destined to rule because the skill is so wonderful, but uh, the writing ends with the condemnation of the vile and corrupting wit. And how anyone found with the magic, be they low or highborn, should be rooted out and destroyed before they can affect others. So, nice guy. Cool. Um, chapter two opens with Fitz rushing back to Patience's chambers because he's he's heard that there's been some something has happened with Molly, um, and he finds Patience and Nettle tending to Molly. She has fainted during the festivities. Fitz feigns exhaustion to get her to come back to bed with him, but then ducks out after she falls asleep. Commence Fitz's sneaking mission. He tactical rolls down the servant's stairs and then flits from shadow to shadow in an an abandoned hallway, ghosting all the way to his private den. The imagery makes this manor look massive, which is now confirmed by the image from Jenny's book. Uh, It is massive. Uh, Fitz is living it up in his forever 30-something retirement. It's not long before his steward, Revel, is knocking on the door. Revel brings a summons from Riddle that the messenger who was left in Fitz's study was, Wait, you're telling me Fitz has another study? He came, Revel came to Fitz's study to tell about the other study. <laughs> He's got too many rooms. <laughs> um, anyway, the message... He's got the official study and the secret one. Anyway, the messenger has disappeared and there's blood on the floor. Sneaking Fitz switches into action Fitz. Suddenly, all the assassin's suspicion is back, and we find Fitz worrying about all the people he let into his house. Stupid, 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 he says. (laughs) Fitz sends Revel to go guard over Molly, and the steward nervously skips away with a sword. (laughs) In the study, Fitz finds Riddle in the crime scene. There's blood, but not enough to kill someone. So Fitz and Riddle are on the hunt. Curtains were caught in the door as the miscreants fled the scene, so they know they went out into the snow. Fitz tracks the footprints for a while, but he cannot feel any wit presence. Hmm. 
and the storm is really bad, so he thinks that maybe they went back in to hide among the Winterfest guests. Riddle is sent back into the manor to look for the suspicious pale strangers, and Fitz goes back to his chambers to check on Molly and get more details on the messenger from Revel. Fitz then gives Revel an even bigger sword, which he clearly doesn't know how to use, and then he goes back on the hunt. Subconsciously, Fitz remarks to himself that he loves this, before realizing how <laughs> fucked up that thought was. <laughs> Fitz next goes to play CSI at the stables where the pale folk were first found, introducing the stable hands of Withywoods, Tallman and his son Tallerman. Very good. I love the David here. In between Tallman, Tallman's banter about normal stable goings, we learn that the messenger was garbed in the same as the other pale strangers. So with the same silly yellow boots and probably jingle bell hats. Um, we also learn that the messenger didn't know Fitz's name, but was searching for him based only on his physical description. And Fitz, uh, throughout this conversation, comes to the conclusion that the strangers were pursuing the young lady. Later that night, Fitz heads back to his private, very secret den study uh, to uh, <laughs> intending to use his secret tunnel network, like the same as Buckkeep. Wow. Uh, anyway, to spy on the people in Withy Woods to look for the strangers. Instead, he finds that someone has been there before him. Fitz finds that someone had left a bloody fingerprint on the face of the fool on the memory stone cube that the fool had left for him. Fitz touches the face, and instead of the usual message of the fool saying, I have never been wise, he experiences the anguish of the messenger as she dies. Fitz is reminded of his time of being tortured by Regal. Following the trauma of the memory stone, Fitz goes to hang out in his secret tunnels anyway and spies on his guests and servants, but he doesn't uncover anything new. Um, in the end, no new information is discovered, and the best line of the chapter is delivered. For a time, I walked with my hackles up. But as time went on, all the events were all but forgotten. Then the narration of Fitz from the future comes in to tell us that he had been a great fool. <laughs> for years, I had waited and longed for a message from the fool. And when finally it came, I hadn't received it. And again, I hate him. <laughs> he's soft. He's soft. Doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But he likes, so do you, he makes me so mad. I like Riddle as Watson. As <laughs> mm-hmm. Watson. Yeah, because he's Watson, just always yeah. there. He's always there, and he's always just like ready to. Like he knows where everything is. He knows where they keep everything. He doesn't live there, but he's like the right hand man. Remember when we first read this book, and we were like, "Wait, who's Riddle?" Yeah. Yes. We had a whole discussion. I was like, "Wait, Riddle, Riddle! Isn't there a Riddle in the in in the middle trilogy?" And we went back and looked. I'm like, "Wait, he's the guy that Fitz left for dead." Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. Is it really that same guy? Riddle in the middle. Oh shit! Yeah, Yeah. because he had a thing for Nettle. Yeah. Yeah. And he got. Didn't he get forged for a bit? He did. Yeah, Yeah. He got brought back. Yeah, he got forged in the ice. He's the he. Uh, there were two of them in the ice in the ice cave together, and I guess one of them had died. I don't know if Riddle killed him. Yeah, I him. think yeah. Riddle. He ate him because he was upset about it. He ate him. Yeah, yeah. And Fitz was like, "Well, I'm not going to let you out because I'll just have to kill you. So I'm just going to leave you in there to die." And Riddle remembers that. <laughs> so that's a really great 
you know, yeah. bonding, bonding moment. moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yes, Riddle as Watson. I'm super into that. You know, I think that Fitz is one of those characters that is in dire need of a sidekick, yes. you know, because he's not like... <laughs> He's not like Batman, who's like competent on his own. <laughs> like, I mean, Riddle will do for now since we don't have night eyes, right? And he need like because think he about needs it, to like, be Fitz is in doing... a lot. So, <laughs> right, he's tactical rolling down the middle of the hallway, and as he's doing that, he's like kicking the rug over and opening a window, and like the snow's <laughs> coming in, and Riddle's just calmly walking behind him and like shutting everything and putting everything back. I'd like to imagine Sounds that perfect. when. Fitz says he's ghosting somewhere. He thinks he's totally <laughs> invisible and people see him everywhere he goes and just like, are like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like up on his tippy toes and just like, <laughs> he's doing like a Scooby-Doo walk and he's just like, nobody yeah. can see me. He's just <laughs> walking around going sneak attack. And like, he's totally invisible. He's probably growling at people and drooling and <laughs> yeah but walking he, around going i love the hunt he's like my old life is gone i'm like but you still live in a weird complicated castle with uh with a lair and secret tunnels and old habits die hard okay? <laughs> i want to know if i mean so withy woods has been around a while they must have always been there but i kind of want to like believe that he like retrofitted the house to have all these tunnels because he's got crazy person now <laughs> we need more tunnels <laughs> more tunnels you That's know what he's been doing all these years he's just been digging tunnels all the staff is like you know all these rooms used to be bigger now small. <laughs> they all know about it and they're like he yeah he's got have PTSD a foot on every side <laughs> um i really like all the rooms like oh, go ahead no you go I was going to say that all the rooms are, like, really small, like, closet-sized. Because <laughs> there's too many Sounds tunnels. Like New York. And then there's just, like, because one really Fitz big like, grand You know, the tunnels at Buckkeep were really cramped, and I wanted bigger ones yeah. this time. He likes so to stride down. Luxury. He's not as thin oh, as he used to be. He's a little more filled out now. He needs more space. I wonder if it's the attic. Maybe he's just talking it up to be a little more special than it is. He's <laughs> <laughs> just in the attic. <laughs> Everybody can hear him when he's, he's clambering the around out there. <laughs> he's just like giggling and they're just like, oh God, there he is again. <laughs> he pays us pretty good. <laughs> Crazy old bad. We can put up with this. Um, I was going to say, I love how people seemed almost more upset that the murder happened in their house than like that the murder happened. Yeah, they're like not in, in my, my house. house. What they did that shit in our house? Hell no! Now they're bumpkins now. You kill people in the woods where God intended, right? Do it in the yard. You don't make a mess. <laughs> Definitely not in the stables, though. A taller man and tall man would have an issue. I love how taller man is like. We need dogs. We need a nice herd of dogs. <laughs> and Fitz is like, no, no dogs. I'll fall in love with one, and I can't do that. <laughs> I like to think that Robin was just like. A little past tipsy drinking some white wine when she wrote that section and she's like, Yeah, taller man. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> I'm leaving it. <laughs> Works for me. It just makes me think of Tarman and Tillaman and then I'm just, you know, back. Tillaman and the Tillaman on the Tarman. She's a hundred percent got a notebook with names in it. And some of them are starred, and the starred ones she uses more than yeah. once. <laughs> <laughs> 
But changes a few letters. Yeah. It's like, I really like this one. So what do we think? I mean, is there a short man and shorter man out there somewhere? Yeah, probably. Alyssa, did you say something? No. (gasps) I feel like you did. I, that was me. I feel, I feel pretty awesome that you think I sound like Alyssa though. It was it was much higher than what you sound like. Sometimes I talk like this. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) I mean, I've had a lot of wine, and I'm breathing really loud, so it could have been me. (laughs) Uh, What do we think of this little chicky who got slot? Like, who who is she? Where'd she come from? Why didn't she know Tom Badgerlock's name? Why didn't Fitz care? Right? Why did he just leave her? <laughs> What's he had wrong to party. with him? He had to wear fancy pants. And <laughs> he wanted to dance with his lady. He wanted to dance with his lady so badly after dwelling on the fool that he's like, look, people who I can't sense with the wit. That's weird, right? Yeah, like, why didn't he put shit together way fucking faster? <laughs> and... And Revel going, she's pale. And he's like, and Patience being like, those are icy people. I know. (laughs) Look at those pale people. (laughs) He's so dumb. I can't handle it. I love him, but he's a fucking moron. What's what's really hard to deal with is like, you know, you're a reader and you feel, I don't feel like I should be that much smarter than Fitz. Like, usually I don't. Like, I read it, and I'm like, oh, that was a bad choice, but, you know, you don't know what I know, Fitz, but I don't know shit. Yeah. And I'm reading this, and I'm he like, goofed Fitz. Big time. What's wrong with you? This is, like, demotion-worthy. He, he just, got, he he gone just soft. expected, he just expected a nice letter personally addressed to him. Right. With big letters that said, from your beloved fool, and then he would have been like, yes, a message from the fool. A cart of brandy, and like, the fool's yeah. driving it, and they, and he, yeah, and he's like, wearing the motley, and... Well, I mean, if now. we're being fair, the fool, he, he, he did that. <laughs> That's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> he set the expectation, you're correct. Yeah. Yes, he just expected him to come, you know... Riding up the the walkway, matching the winter motley, and you know, hug fits. Dressed up in a Santa suit. They'd have brandy together. Well, there's a tension here, right? We have like the staid, retired, middle aged, married guy living his life, having a Christmas party, wanting to dance with his wife, doing the Hobbit dance and all that shit. But <laughs> as soon as some shit goes down, he's like, oh. Love it, yes. He's like, I've never nice. been good at it, but I still love it. John Wick. <laughs> My John. John. I mean, he Wick. thinks he's John Wick. He thinks he's John Wick. He wants to be John Wick yeah, so John Wick. badly. I do love that he resents his assassin's life so much, but at the same time, he and like has been terrible at it. But then at the same time, he's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. He just, he's just, he just likes it. Revel, do you have enough knives? I have a lot of knives. I'll take Some all these shitty knives. Rusty knives. <laughs> yeah, I have this knife. Good, because I don't want to give, give Revel two additional weapons 
from the first yeah, weapon like, he well, already I had. I have a knife because I live on this planet and people have knives. I thought I thought but Riddle then, gave yeah, him a knife. or maybe it, it was Riddle. Yeah, but Riddle it was like a very knife. like yeah. crocodile Dundee where he was like, "That's not a knife." <laughs> this is a knife. It's like you didn't see that because it was an assassin's blade. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like Fitz is just like they're like oh no we don't we all know that you like His shitty wear hobby. a lot of knives and he's like look at all the knives I have he's got like fourteen like case like you know like holsters all over but up they're not good arms. knives they're all shitty knives <laughs> he's got a, col- a very good big collection of shitty knives he's waiting he's like a prepper who's waiting for the end of the world and he like he's trying to cosplay a nege yeah he just wants he wants it he wants some shit to go down and he wants to be the guy that like swoops in and fixes everything instead he just finds one bloody foot like one bloody thumbprint where they touched his shit which that was too far <laughs> yeah you'll go touching things he had a very traumatic experience. Also, like, what kind of fucking assassin just leaves their sticky, bloody fingerprints all over the place? Or, I mean, not assassin, but murderer. I think that was on purpose. I mean, I, I, I thought it was the, the lady. I thought the lady went there and... Like a message? Yeah, and recognized the fool's message. face and, like, stuck it on there and... Oh, that's a much yeah. more dramatic well, it was her interpretation. Death that you saw, okay. so that makes... I just figured yeah, the murderer was... had her blood, and then was like, "Oh, look at this beautiful decor," and then touched it, and then smeared some of her blood on there. I was a little upset for Night Eyes because it seems like Fitz always keeps the little triptych with the fool's face out. I'm like, when does Night Eyes get a turn? Well, but he has Night Eyes' spirit inside of him. Night Eyes talks, talks to, to him. him so... Yeah. Yeah. Full Still, Night Eye's face deserves to look out. I think you know, Night Eye's is okay with the it. back of the shelf. <laughs> I would rotate them. Do we you need should. like a a Buckkeep Radio seven sided face die? Yes. Oh, yeah, D and D style. What number Roll do you want to be? If you buy this seven headed die, I would like my turn facing out. That's all. <laughs> What do you mean? You mean just not on the bottom? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to stare at the back of the shelf or whatever the whole time. I mean, you're not. If they, yeah, actually, you're... if they actually have faces on them, it may not sit flat. So you might have to have one flat face. No. We're just going to hang it. So it just spins on its own. Mm. Oh, that's one way to do it. Rear view mirror. Um, yes, chapter three is the felling of Fallstar, or as I like to call it, Shade? Shade! Shade? Shade? Oh, Shade. That's, that's the whole chapter. Um, <laughs> so the intro is a quote from Shade, and it's a cryptic tautology about secrets that essentially amounts to Secrets, secrets are so much fun. Secrets, se- secrets hurt everyone except me, Shane. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, not important. Uh, let's talk about um, how the reader of this trilogy, and like, this has been a while since I've actually done a book, so I don't know if the readers of the Dragon books is the same guy or whatever, but this reader, it's a totally different guy. I um, should probably... I've looked up who it is, but um, Ellie he's something. Been, 
it's so Elliot? I read reviews. Another Eli? I was going to get this book on audio, and I read reviews, and everybody said that this was the first book where they got this new reader, and that, like, the reviews are abysmal. Everybody fucking hates him. Yeah. Oh, I, I like it. I don't I don't know what... I mean, I I listen to a few audiobooks here and there, and I, I, I am not distracted by the reader, and that's actually... You know, it's it, it that takes a lot. Um, so I, I can't really I'm not complaining necessarily about the quality of the reader. But what I do find is that he likes to give people weird voices, things that they they didn't voices they didn't have before. But he he definitely gives shade this creepy voice. And it's just like over the top. And it's like, is he a lizard? Or, <laughs> like, what is yes. he? Because it's just, like, it's not a person voice. It's like a definitely cartoon. Definitely lizard. a lizard. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a Tallman lizard. Tallman is Irish. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about Tallman? Yeah. Richard Harris. And Tallman is German. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, and, and Regal, uh, not Regal, geez. Dutiful has Regal's voice, which is really alarming to me. I don't like that. Yeah, it's like, kill him! <laughs> kill him! Like, yeah, it's like, I'm beautiful, and I am princely and kingly, and it's like, what the fuck? I don't know. I, I mean, I can get through it's it. It's like, but... I hate this douche. Um, so, yeah, it's a little off-putting. I don't know if it's affected my experience, but I don't know, maybe. Um, so, uh, Fitz is out uh, shopping on a day trip with Molly, and they're visiting the local market on, on the Buck River, known as Hoax Bywater. Um, I think I got sure. that wrong, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's Oaks, Oaks by, by Water. water. With an o. I'm going to stick with Hoax by Water. Um, <laughs> if you didn't think Molly and Fitz were living in upper middle suburban uh, domestic bliss, this is now your time to truly realize it because they are, everything's perfect, you know, except for that murder thing that happened. Um, so Molly's off to go hard nosed bumpkin haggle down the price of a bolt of fabric or maybe some hens um, while Fitz pulled up some bench. And definitely avoided brain freeze of the orange Julius that he was drinking while he reflected on his stepsons and what they were doing and their whereabouts, um, Just and Hearth. Um, there's something about a fairy. It's boring, uh, day laborer shit. I'm kind of like, why does Fitz, like, you know, why do all the, the, the young men in Fitz's life have to be boring, shitty people? Um, <laughs> like Hap, who we've barely talked about at all. Um, who was oh so important at one point in time, and now we don't give a shit about right now. I'm hoping Hap comes back just because I feel like there's more to do with him. But anyways, like I just I don't I don't understand this, but it's a thing. Um, Fitz is picking up a knife or something for one of them. No one cares. Um, <laughs> Fitz's <laughs> eyes rest on a young woman who's buying a pair of new red shoes, um, and I I you know he's like old peep peeping Tom Badgerlock himself, you know. But then suddenly he gets a, a, a nettle brain text, and um, it's uh, she immediately addresses him as Fitz Chivalry. Something's horribly wrong with Shade. Get your official old or not old ass to buckkeep. Shade's in a skill coma after a fall on those stupid dangerous steps that no one has ever thought to add, add grip tape to. And, and now <laughs> uh, only you, see, no one can reach him, but only you, um, the mediocreist skill master of your... Uh, may be able to wake him, Fitz, get your butt to Bucky now. 
Um, Will, uh, Fitz has got no time to waste. He doesn't even have time to go back to Willy Woods or, uh, or to Pax. Um, just, you know, I know everybody's been saying Withy Woods. I've been hearing Willy Woods. I'm, it's staying Willy Woods for, the, for my section. Um, Willy. So he doesn't have time to go back there, so he just uses the skill. He's just got to convince himself to use the skill to- stone, and it's the shade. He's about to die. He's fucking going to use the skill stone. Um, so he decides to do that, and then um, he, uh, he, he, he closes out the skill call with Nettle, and he realizes he's still staring at the Red Shoes girl, who she, who's, uh, uh, she seems to, to mistake it with flirtation, because, yeah. Uh, Fitz hurries his middle-aged ass out of there and finds Molly, uh, and then we are presented with more hobby and descriptions of Molly's aging body. And uh, goes as far as to describe the medicine she's planning on using for her arthritis. Um, I just me would have edited that part out, but we left it in for some reason. Um, I'm guessing uh, that this thing is going to be a thing about Molly's aging body and just all all that stuff. Um, it's fine, okay. Um, I <laughs> and then not Molly Rich. No, here's, you know, here, but it's the <laughs> emphasis. It's the emphasis on it, you know? I understand what's going on. I get it. No, I'm just teasing. It, like, here, I think lot. it's great. Let her body age. <laughs> we can talk about it a little bit. We, do we need to obsess about it? I don't. Do I need to know what kind of fungus she's growing on her toenails? Oh, really. Joey, why would you say that? Because <laughs> she's going to go there. I know she's going there. She's not She's not leaving any toe unturned. Um <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, I just picture little mushrooms. Oh. Um, uh, so, uh, Not Molly Red Shoes confronts Fitz. Um, that's what I call her, Not Molly Red Shoes, because it's like, you know, like, oh, young something. No. Now, she confronts his Fitz about his previous flirtation just before Molly is an earshot, but that would have been kind of interesting, actually, but she doesn't hear it. And she seems interested in Fitz. Um, but then Fitz immediately spurns her advance and says he's got to go to his wife, gesturing at his middle-aged Molly. And not Molly Red, Sho- uh, Red Shoes is scorned and calls Molly's calls, calls Molly Fitz's mom, which is kind of funny to think about. Rude. Um, and rude as hell. Um, and thus, we are presented with a reminder that in this book, this was, again, great comprehension skills on my part. This is the first time I realized that Fitz's <laughs> body is still, like, 30 years old. Um, so I'm going to talk about that for a little bit because I just want to explore what that might be. Um, so he's definitely exclusively Mo- Molly's uh, perma thirty something fuck boy, duh. Um, and the the you know obviously we talked about this. The skill healing has turned him into a Wolverine. And and, and in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, what like middle aged cis straight fantasy woman wouldn't want like a perma thirty something Hugh Jackman fuck boy husband. Um, it seems like the perfect situation for her. Um, anyways, Fitz explains that the, the, the details to Molly and she's annoyed about having to leave because we're over that, they were over that red, red, not Molly, red, red shoes lady. Um, and Fitz explains to Molly that she's, that he's gotta go, he's gotta go back to Buckkeep and she's annoyed, but she gets it, duties, duties and honors, yada, yada, others. Uh, just go, Fitz. He shoves duties, duty, duties, duty, duty, and then he 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 shoves his butt through the Gallows Hill Skill Stone and is immediately transported back to Buckkeep. Um, and there is a little bit of like, oh, should I stay in the stone? It's addictive, but we just like whatever. He's fine. 
Um, and he and then and then he rolls up the buck heap and uh, nettles immediately there, needling about why didn't you tell me that you were when you were gonna go into the skill stone? Why don't you just skill out to me first and call me or whatever? And then Fitz is like, ah, whatever, like just I'm just I, I don't care. And then Fitz pushes through a throng of like shitty non magical healers, and it's like bugger off muggles, like they just suck at their jobs and. <laughs> Like, they've probably killed other Farseer kings and people in the past and just leave them. Um, so they, we got to park the curtains, and there's all this shitty smoke in the air from the healers. Um, and we got to um, drink drink Shade's water because he's thirsty. Um, dutiful and Thick are there at, the, at his bedside already, and there's a sweet exchange between Thick and Fitz, and it's like, I, I know you, old friend. Um, and it's we're still kind of hurried, though. Um, everyone's kind of tried everything and no one can get through to shade he looks terrible like a like like really kind of nearly dead terrible but fitz is uh can can still sort of wit sense him and he's kind of breathing with effort and Phil, fitz asks dutiful some details about how he tried to skill heal him uh or reach out to him and then i to me i like this dude i always like the fitz and dutiful connection and i thought we just it just sucked here um and it just kind of it was lacking and i'm hoping that we make up for it later um, because it's just kind of like, it was just kind of like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, uh, do I, do they like each other? I guess they, I don't know. Um, the last books, they spent a lot of, they spent a lot of energy on it, so it's just, to me, it's like, okay. Um, but it is an emergency after all, and then Nettle is there with her brother, who's also a, her skill battery, uh, steady, and then they, they try to let logic out what happened to Shay. Eighth house, it's eighth house. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and they try to, they try to logic out what happened to Shade. And he um, decided that he's been skill-sealed, much like Burrich, which is probably why Burrich died. Oh, shit. Um, and we learned that sometime before uh, Shade's fall, he gave Dutiful a skill charm with a skill thought embedded into it, and some stupid limerick about flowers, probably just some proof of concept to show that the magic was possible. It was great. Fitz is, uh, with his wolfish cunning puzzles out to steady know something that he's he's promised that he can't say and correctly guesses, uh, Fitz correctly guesses, that Shade himself is responsible for the self-skill ceiling for some fucking reason. And then um, there must be some kind of magic word or, or like speak assassin friend and enter type of deal to get in. <laughs> and uh, does anybody know those magic words? No, they probably don't. Ketty joins up with the group and asks uh, about their progress with Shade. Nothing good yet, but she. Uh, this is the first time she's introduced in the in this book. It's great. We love Ketty. She's awesome. She's always like, oh, I don't wear a lot of fancy shit, and I understand the sacrifice you're making fits. Um, and she dedu- deduces that only Fitz must know the magic skill keyword. Obviously, it's obvious. Uh, to everyone, um, that Fitz must be the guy. Um, Lady, time didn't work. No, Farseer didn't work. Slink, nope, nope. None of that shit worked. No luck. Time's running out. The sun's setting on Buckheap, and we get to uh, some catch-up time, finally, with Dutiful. Um, and uh, Fitz is like, how's your marriage with Eliana, or what's her name, or something? And, and um, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I've got too many sons, and I can't, I don't have a daughter, and I, and I don't know if I want a daughter, because then, you know, the whole thing with her, her people and having the 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 matriarchy and i don't want them to live in the water it's bad uh, and fitz is like <laughs> fitz is just like nodding his way through it he's just honestly just honestly just thinking like well how do i fix shade like yeah your kid's fine um uh, anyways they're back at it now and um the specific words that you know fitz is trying the magic words fitz is trying to recall uh and so you know he doesn't get anywhere with just kind of guessing so he's like i'm just gonna fucking like just recall everything that ever happened to us together in the last, you know, and you could literally just listen to the, like all of our Fitz 
our Fitz books uh, recaps because like that's basically it, um, and none of that shit works, of course, because you know why would it? Um, and then finally, they recall uh, the riddle from the memory stone experiment where the violets bloom in the lady's lap. The wise old spider spun his web. I think that might be it. Might not be. The answer is uh, this uh, statue of Ida in the gardens because she's got violets in her lap. And then Shade breathes heavily, opening into the skill. And he's there. And it was the magic word. Awesome. Cool. No time to waste. Start the skill heal party. Let's go. Let's go. Everybody get in here. Nettle. Steady. Thick. Fits. Dutiful. Let's fix this fucking boy and he's gonna we're gonna fix shade now everybody's sweaty and before we know it shade is revived and finally shade comes to and asks fitz immediately what uh, what happened and fitz explains well you you fucking skill sealed yourself shade and um you know and then shade tries to make kind of a poorly exampled argument about why they should be doing this and um you know see current situation as to why that might not be the greatest idea um and then everyone uh eats forever because they're all skilled out and eating is like how you replenish, like the flash or something. So they're all fucking eating now. Um, and Keddy asks Fitz to do some timeshare situation where he would like skill work from home, like most of the time. But then he would come in like <laughs> a month every season, and you know, because like the 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 work from home situation is not cutting it. And Fitz is like, nah, I'd rather stay from home, thanks. Um, and as soon because as, yeah, everyone makes that decision. And as soon as he can determine that Shade is fully recovering, he uh, he wants to return to Willie Woods. Um, and uh, you know, Shade is looking a lot better, but Fitz describes him as the most vital skeleton ever, which is uber sober, oh, so uber goth. Uh, and then Shade goes into some boring details about Jamelian fashions. Um, but I mean, it seems to lead into a conversation about how, uh, having kids is the only thing that matters. Uh, he's like, oh, I wish you could have had more kids, which I'm like, I'm counting how many f- kids Fitz has. It's quite a few. So what? Is- and Shade would fucking know of all people. Why? I don't know. Um, and then Shade sends Fitz off with a bunch of assassin homework on a pack and then, um, then he relitigates the argument on skill ceiling. He's like, we should all be doing this. It's a great idea. Um, but then again, like, I'm thinking, like, Burrich died because of that, possibly. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe not. But, you know, like, those secrets are looking awfully juicy to enemies. So maybe it's, you know, it's kind of one of those, like, scales, which coin in either side of the scale. Um, it, 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 in my opinion, maybe just don't. But, you know, it didn't seem to, it, this whole chapter wouldn't have happened if Shade did, it didn't do this. But I'm guessing it's coming up again for good reason. Um, and then, um, Shay gets all grumpy and old man and shoes fits off and they wipe away some manly tears or something. And they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that sentimental, like, whoosie what's it's they're grown men. Um, um, but we already know how much they mean to each other. And, um, and I'm just thinking, you know, as a reader, I've just missed this, this shade fits banter. It's very nice. And some of the most touching chapters in the past were, were shade fits chapters. So it's, it's nice to be back. And I'm, and I'm glad that shade is not dead. And just super goth. <laughs> Vital skeleton. <laughs> I I do have I've I have I've encountered a flaw with Shade's plan, other than the knocking yourself unconscious and not being able to be healed thing. His password was the name of God. <laughs> God Oh back. Isn't that just like a common phrase? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like was it did they have to say the whole riddle? Like, I didn't quite understand that. I think he just said Eda. Yeah, and he yeah I think he just had to say Eda. Like, okay. I totally agree. 
yeah, that's, so yeah. that's like walking in and being like, oh my god, and then he's just back. <laughs> <laughs> he's done. In some lock. You'd think that Fitz would have thought to try that at some point. It's like having your password be like password. You know? <laughs> Shade is old and he's got terrible passwords. <laughs> it's like, no, you have to say the whole riddle first and then you say the answer. And then yeah, they the say answer. phrases are the best password. That's true. Why didn't you... Although the whole time I was just like, hmm, we introduced this riddle at the beginning. Mm. I wonder if that has any relevance. It oh, does. Look. <laughs> I... I think so. Remember when we were reading the the middle trilogy, and I was like, "Oh, Dutiful's boring." Dutiful wasn't boring. I'm remembering this Dutiful. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, he's not this interesting. This Dutiful is boring. He sucks. All right. I mean, being king isn't particularly interesting. You know, like it's a lot of housekeeping, a lot of snooze fest. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Uh, he but even still, like he's just not. There's. He's just, he's not, it's like he's a, uh, he's just a husk of, there's just not a lot there. I, I, that's, I just felt very dissatisfied. Well, I know you mentioned that, like, you were kind of dissatisfied. Oh, shit, I just hit my microphone, so that's going to sound horrible. Um, I know you said that, like, you're unsatisfied with the banter between, like, Fitz and him and, like, their relationship and whatever in this, like, one particular instance, but... He's also been away for a really long time, and he's said that, like, he lost touch with a lot of them. Like, they haven't really been talking since he's been in his, like, suburbia domestic bliss, so. That's true. Fitz sucks now. I mean, Dutiful's also an adult now. He doesn't desperately need or crave validation or a father (laughs) figure or he's, he's like, you know, a married dude who's kind of having maybe some marriage difficulties and... (laughs) He's got some other shit going down. It's just like, he does, yeah, 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 okay. There's a lot of Verity. I feel like it's very Verity-esque with the dog and, like, there's oh. just, it reminds me of Verity. <laughs> the kind so of, like, nice. martyred. I don't, I don't have, I, I don't have a problem. I mean, Fitz, like, he's still, he, but did he end up with a dog? No. He ended up with a fucking wolf, and it was badass. Well, maybe, it's a dog maybe family. It's a wolf hound. <laughs> maybe he didn't want to replace cat. You know, with it's the a dog. Wolf hound. So a wolf, hound. A wolf in there. Yeah. I, I like to believe that the wolf. He is has a to more have an feral. animal that people wouldn't think is weird for him to have, right? Yeah. Because yeah, he's witted. Yeah, that's fair. But he can't. Like, Everybody loves dogs. He should have gotten two can Sam. <laughs> he's like a fucking pirate with like fourteen birds or something. It wouldn't have been terrible if it was just a rat. Like you, I mean, you're... that would have actually that would actually be like no. smart because it's small. No, and no, it's no. too if you want small see... though. You don't want your witted animal to be that small. If you're gonna go small, hey, you go weasel. A okay, a ferret is significantly larger than a mouse. But a weasel, a weasel's know, pretty small should... still. But you should have a ferret. I would have been down for a ferret. Um, something that would have made sense for Bucky. They are dogs are just so pedestrian. Parents. At least the cat was a hunting cat. At least it was like oh, it might be an ocelot or something. I don't know. Well, poor Corsair. I've been told these books are nothing but disappointment, so I'll just put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It'd be like it'd be like going from like a lion 
to like a lion, a kitty cat. Like not like not like a hunting cat. No, it'd be like, like going a lion from a cat to a dog. To a like it's it's. <laughs> no, hold on, that cat was not just any cat. They, they, those cats were special. They were big. That cat was a person. That cat That's was a I whole mean. person. Like, it was conspicuous. There was a problem with it. It was conspicuous. It was like if you're king and you're sitting on the throne and like you're doing things, it's like everyone's gonna look at the cat and be like, "That cat is." doing something you and know it's well Whereas, brushed like, he could, yeah. and he can have a dog and people aren't going to think that he's like communing with the dog all the time except the dog's doing everything he's doing and everybody knows that he's yeah. witted yeah i thought maybe yeah, it should be an not, advertisement he's not like it's not yeah but it's not weird witted it's not like, like saying i like tattoos but he doesn't have like throat. a face tattoo he's, he's not witted yeah. to a cockroach he's not what like, do you have against a face here's tattoo, my bear huh? i mean i don't have anything against them unless they're ugly but I think he should have a bear and then a bear walk it Hell around. Hell yeah. <laughs> give, that, give that kid a bear. <laughs> the Narcheska will love it. It's just like, what kind of dog is it? Is it just some old mangy? It's a wolfhound. Mangy Huge hound. Dog. It's a gigantic, and that's it. wiry haired dog. Too big yeah, of a dog. Say, looking up the picture. <sighs> Wolfhounds are fucking enormous. Don't care There's about one in my neighborhood. Anymore. It's insane like I mean, you could ride it in an emergency absolutely <laughs> put reins on that dog yeah just be like you know what he don't he he should have gotten um he should have gotten witted to a narwhal that would have been on point for him yeah that's super um convenient convenient good for him useful yeah he could send it back and forth to protect the boat that his kids are on. Yeah, it's got a horn. It can use that shit. And it's like, you know, it's in the family. And in the throne room, they could just put it in a kiddie pool and toss buckets of water on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so it's... And you know what? Here, but here's so. You don't have to have it around. It could be like elsewhere. It doesn't have do to you be think in it. Is dis- do you think it is dysfunctional? I just want to talk about like the situation as a whole. Like, Nettle is the skill mistress. There's a coterie there. Like, Thick is very powerful. Like, these are all very competent people who are well rehearsed in their magic. Fitz doesn't seem to use the skill on a day-to-day basis, but they went running to him for this problem. It doesn't make any sense at all. He's a bumbling idiot 99% of his life, and then we've always been presented with these instances where suddenly he's just like, oh, well hot damn he's intelligent for this one small blip of a moment but they were wrong they kept saying oh Fitz you have the key you have the key he didn't have the key dutiful had right. the key because yep. dutiful's the fucking king but it yeah. doesn't matter but if they, they can't but, figure out yeah he had the key he's like Chade is like his dad they are like they are very close so I understand it it was an emotional decision, but not a logical decision to call Fitz in. And then that. they asked him to stay like... longer, and it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that's also kind of dysfunctional, right? Because he only sees them in emergencies. He only sees them when the pressure is high. And then during those high-pressure situations, they try to manipulate him into doing something he's said very clearly that he doesn't want to do. Which only and reinforces like, oh, him staying far away because he doesn't want to deal with them bugging yeah. him. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, do you have a major emergency? If no, uh, just send a call. <laughs> well, and all these people are are skilled, so he could talk to any of them whenever he wants. Like, but he They doesn't. could have had a Zoom meeting, and they chose not to. Yeah. 
Yeah, why? Like, he doesn't need to be there to skill the shade. He can skill the shade from where he is. <laughs> like, you don't... Bad we know bit. that because Will was able to do all those things. So, I, it's very dysfunctional and manipulative, and I feel like we are pre- they just wanted him to come right we're presented with this like idea that he's in retirement but he's not and i don't think anyone re- <laughs> regards him as in, <laughs> as in retirement <laughs> sorry i don't think i don't think that anyone re- regards him as in retirement and i don't even think he himself regards himself as in retirement no. i think it's all a lie to keep molly happy he likes to pretend he is yeah. sometimes well, and Molly's not falling for it. No, she's not stupid. <laughs> like, she's just like, oh, well, you're going to go. I have absolutely no choice. I know exactly how this is going to go because they ring a bell and you go running every single time and you risk yourself and you go through the stones and they can't wait. And, like, she knows that she's going to come second place. She knows. It's kind of sad. Wait, are you empathizing with Molly? Because we don't. We don't, it's not allowed. She's just stating facts. <laughs> just, I'm just... We can empathize with her and still I, think I'm, that her place in the story I'm being is terrible, yeah. I know. I don't, I, again, I don't dislike Molly as a character or as a person or whatever. I don't know if we'd be good friends <laughs> also, if she was she's real. Third place. But she's third she's place. She's third place. <laughs> or fourth, right? I'm comfortable. Fourth, yeah. I'm comfortable fourth. with her placing and the important, the hierarchy of needs. I'm it's, just... It's first comes... <laughs> The fool slash night eyes, then comes fuck keep business, and then comes Molly. But then, oh, but what about his kids? I mean, Hap obviously is like twenty-seven. Number the children. Number the children. His kids are below Molly, (laughs) unless it's wrapped up in farcer business, and then he'll go. (laughs) The only time Fitz references Hap is when he's like, "Oh yeah, I took in that kid. Don't forget, I took in that kid." (laughs) He's he's an argument. (laughs) Like, what's his name again? I know Fitz has so many children. He's got, you know, Nettle, Dutiful, Hab. All of yeah, what is kids. Shade talking about? <laughs> I That feels like something about Shade, not about Fitz. Yeah, it's projecting, maybe. It's like, I have no, ki- no kids. Yeah, I think for sure. It's, uh, you should have more kids. And Fitz is like, I've got like 14 Give me one. kids. <laughs> I don't want help. It's like, you want a kid? Well, like, Shade collects, you know, he's got Fitz, he's got Rosemary, you know, he's, it's fine. She's got it's Rosemary. She's... <laughs> <laughs> rosemary is the new yeah, Molly on this podcast. was referenced in this. Little bitch Rosemary. I will never podcast. trust Rosemary. Never. Kid screwed up 30 I... years ago when she was eight. <laughs> <laughs> Never lives it down. It's a bad seed. Still on bat on Ashley's bad side. Forever. I don't think that you have when I was like seven or eight, I don't think you could have tricked me into murdering the um, queen. Definitely not. I would not have fallen for that shit. Did she know what she was doing though? Or was it just like, hey, put stuff on the Why stairs? would you do that? Why would you do that? I'd be like, okay, will it make you like me? Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> because the evil prince told her to. I'd be like, if they, if I do this, it's going to be dangerous and someone's going to fall and fucking die. And it could be someone important and then I'll be in trouble. But I gotta That's do how it. I would think. Is that Was that really the same fucking you... steps? Yeah. Yes. What are, yeah. Seriously. Gets... It's also the steps where the piebald prince was uh, murdered. <laughs> 
and uh, it's just, they need to take the just steps get rid out. of the whole <laughs> tower. I mean, <laughs> they need to get that whole area, just the the Queen's Garden and the steps into it need to yeah. go. Build a room. one build big a slide. Room. Build a slide. Yes, yeah, <laughs> the ramp only wheelchair just a accessible. Bouncy, yeah. yeah, a bouncy castle area or something. <laughs> Cursed. Something safe. Um, I am. You know, it, it's it's. Again, we're at the beginning of the book, so we're just sort of Fitz is going to come up against all the reintroduction of all these characters, right? Uh, let's do chapter four. Who that? Me. Chapter four is called Preservation. Uh, Changes. The intro comes. The intro comes to us from Chade Fallstars. My early days, as he does his best best Fitz impression and recounts his childhood to us, we learn that his mother's name was Hyacinth Fallstar and that she was a soldier in the Farseer army when the king himself came to lead the troops in one of those many wars with Chalced. After she went back to her farm and married some guy named Rogan Hardhands, (laughs) he and Shade did not get along but suffered each other for her sake. And when she died, Rogan sent young Shade off to Buckkeep on a mule with his lunchbox, some pocket money, and a note for the king. Uh, so yes. Fitz, 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 do you ever regret writing it all down? It's 3am and Fitz forgot to turn off the notifications on his skill phone before he went to sleep, and now Shade is blowing up the group chat because he never sleeps. And neither does Fitz, not this night anyway. As he heads down to his top secret studies, so the glow of his screen does not wake his lady wife. She hasn't been sleeping well of late because aging sucks. Also, she definitely has a secret she's been keeping from him, but more on that later. Uh, Fitz clearly still needs to work on his walls because Shade is like, oh, we can get the coterie to fix the aging problem real quick, but apparently Molly is not into that. Shade agrees, but doesn't get it because he's quite pleased with his latest skill healing, even though it did take a lot out of him. Uh, But back to the question at hand, does Fitz regret regaling us with the tales of his life in the intros of the past two trilogies? Only when he had to burn it all, apparently. But I seem to recall him doing some of that quite willingly, so whatever. Um, Shade points out that he always began again and asks why he started in the first place, and Fitz tells him that he uh, kept meaning to write a history of the six duchies, but as we know, he always ended up just writing about himself. <laughs> Me, I'm the six <laughs> <laughs> uh, He asks who he wrote it for, and if he wrote it for Nettle, and Fitz is like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, and he says he uh, mostly wrote it for himself to try to find himself a happy ending, and good luck with that fits. Uh, and then he thought that Molly or Nettle might read it one day and understand his choices, which also seems far-fetched. Um, Shade says perhaps he is the same that he writes it for Fitz, the nearest he has to a son, to explain why he shaped his life the way he did, and Fitz thinks it's probably unnecessary, but he might like to know what Shade's assassin origin story is. Which then causes Shade to shut him out of those thoughts, and Fitz wonders if he too had a Galen. And abruptly changing the subject, uh, Shade picks up on the words old friend that Fitz used to describe Galen, asks if he's heard from the fool lately, and wouldn't we all like to know, or like Fitz to know? This leads to more of Fitz staring longingly at the fool's carving and wanting to always remember him with his half-quirked smile, refusing to wonder if he's dead because he can't be, but mostly because he just really misses him. And I... I've been highlighting all the quotes where he talks about the fool because that's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's this one. The unfinished parting had left a wound, and over the years, the wound had become the sort of scar that ached at the changing of the seasons. Where was he now? Why had he never sent me so much as a missive? Oh, Fitz. 
So Shade tells him of some odd folk that came through Town recently claiming to be merchants, but spoiler alert, they were not merchants. They were asking after a pale friend with vague descriptions that basically sound like they're trying to find fits in the fool. Um, but they didn't seem like pilgrims searching for a white prophet, but rather like hirelings who, and one was heard to speak Chalcedian. So more sucky Chalcedians. Um, apparently they left Buckkeep and Hetty toward Withy, but Fitz has seen no sign of them. And Shade also mentions a murder from four years back of a man and a pale girl in yellow boots, just like Fitz's messenger. And all of a sudden it finally dawns on him that she could have possibly been a white. That there could have been successions of messengers, possibly from the fool. Hmm. Ding. Imagine that. Uh, Fitz needs to be alone to think about this, because the thought of a missed message from him tore my heart, so Shade lets him go. Uh, he spends a good deal of time avoiding going upstairs by wondering if he should Marie Kondo his lair, <laughs> but in the end decides not to, just going over to the carving and letting himself hear the fool's final words one more time. I have never been wise. And then he heads back to Molly. Sigh. There's a mercifully glossed over sex scene when he returns to bed. It was simple and good and very thorough. Oh, God. Thorough. <laughs> nope. Afterward, we finally get back to that secret. Molly's speaking softly into his ear. We're going to have a baby. To which Fitz's first response is, oh, no, my wife is losing her mind. And, well, what a way to end our first section. <laughs> She's going crazy. He's like, no, you Remember. just have gas. And she's like, no, it was kicking. <laughs> <laughs> Patients moved in 15 years ago because you were going through early menopause. Remember? It's no. It's now not she's going that. through it's early dementia. <laughs> um, I had a thought while you were talking, and now I can't remember what I was gonna say. No. Was it about? Was it about the sex? No. no. I hope everybody enjoys the thunder. I like that he... I just have one comment. I like that he referred to it as simple but thorough. That's a quote. (laughs) None of that fancy stuff. I wonder if... I wonder if Molly would agree or... He's like, that wasn't simple. (laughs) It's never simple with him. What did he call it with Jenna? Workman like. Oh God, I don't want to like repeat that. Dissociating. <laughs> that was that was a He's traumatizing from scene. like to thorough. <laughs> so what I, I wanted, just... and there were no rats thrown in his lap at the end of this. So I guess I think Molly is super into it because she seems pretty thirsty throughout what we've seen. Oh yeah, she's like grinning at him and wiggling and like, wiggling. hey, uh, <laughs> wiggling. Oh, no, don't wiggle, Molly, don't wiggle. The night she fainted, she she got brought back to her bedroom and was like, I brought, I rearranged the room to seduce you, but now I'm too tired. Yeah, there's like, but there's like six duchies Kama Sutra on the wall and it was candles. Just, that was it. Just candles, it was just sorry. candles. And some greenery. <laughs> yeah, it smelled nice and it was lit well. And Little she was phallic like, Damn, flowers. This is some good lighting that things. I wanted to like you you know, use to my advantage and now I'm just gonna be dizzy. Be dizzy and sleep. And you know, that sucks. So I, 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 I felt for her in that moment. Just to be like, you know, you have plans and then you get sick. That sucks. <laughs> um what I was going to say was it's 
this this whole idea and this conceit from the very beginning of the story that Fitz is writing his own story and searching for his own happy ending and trying to deal with his life by controlling it via a narrative and Shade is kind of doing the same thing now. Why? As a reader, there is nothing more boring than a happy ending, mm-hmm. right? Like, you never want your heroes, you never want your gr- this group of characters that you've gotten to know over their trials to just retire, to go and sit and never have another adventure. And it's like they're defined by the thing that happened to them when they were 25 or whatever, and nothing ever, nothing interesting ever happens to them again, right? That's like the Hobbit problem. And then it's like, oh, no, you got to do the scouring. You got to do this other shit. Now you got to go to the Grey Havens because you never got over it. I like that we are having an adventure or hopefully we'll have an adventure with a character that he's like, what, he's 50 now? That's cool. Keep going, Fitz. You, but he still looks 35. Well, you know, that's necessary, probably. <laughs> that's like the Witcher, right? It's like he needs to be able to, like, run and jump and climb and swing a sword. And hobble his way through. <laughs> I want to see an old man Fitz get through a... I mean, he hobbled his way through a lot of it when he was young, so Lord only knows. <laughs> that's true. I was going to say, Basically he was old. an old man. It just, he was also 20. Old 20-year-old boy. <laughs> I just, I you know, I think... There, people are like, oh, you're ruining the happy ending by doing this trilogy, you know? It's like, we wanted him to just, like, go off into the sunset. I'm like, did you, though? Was that a happy... Did people him? think that that was a happy ending? <laughs> oh, there are... <laughs> I guess if you like Molly, there are a I lot guess of it was people, a happy ending. There are a lot of people that are relatively upset or were resistant they, to like, the They, like, don't acknowledge the last trilogy. Well, they complain on Reddit, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I... So. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. I like that we're having more adventures because I, I just, it's like a new video game, a new sequel, you know, it's like, keep going, keep yeah. having adventures. Waving farewell to the beloved and then just trotting off with the red skirts and going to the suburbs and they're like, oh, that's a happy ending. Snooze. Exciting time right? is a shopping for trip. simple, out thorough a... sex for the rest of his life. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, Fitz. It's also, I keep thinking back to a commentary that I have seen Hob make and heard her make in panels about his, what he, what Fitz wants and his life and his loves. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You read a paragraph about Molly and then it is always balanced by a thought about the fool and about adventure (laughs) and about, you know, violence and... I mean, what's what's she trying to say with that? Is it like inside you there are two wolves? One wants to take a nap and one wants to like... <laughs> well, I mean, we Make do money. see him... <laughs> money. We do see him constantly want, you know, the simple life with Molly. Like, that's always his He says his that, but does he? But, but it's, his actions never actually speak to that. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Fitz yeah. is never satisfied. And... So it's kind of like Hobbes saying that, like, this is this is the story I'm telling, but it's not the story you're telling. Right. Yeah, no, Rachel, what you were saying reminded me of a Madeline Miller quote from the Song of Achilles. And she says, name one hero who is happy. You can't. And that, yeah, I mean, like the end of the, the 
Tawny Man trilogy isn't a happy ending because it's just like, how can he find fulfillment in, in that? Like, you can't write off to the sunset. Like, give me more disappointment, please. I don't like well, happy not because he's not he's not writing off into the sunset with the fool, right? Exactly. That's his self-acknowledged exactly. Well, then it would have been fine. <laughs> right. Well, because if he wrote off into the sunset with the fool, like it wouldn't have just been them like drinking tea for the rest of their no, lives. No, they would like, have adventures. Brandy. Like they would have had. Yeah. Adventures. They have magical powers based on fucking shit up. So it's, they yeah. would continue to do that. The stuff with Molly is like, is this really Robin? It's my dream is dead yes. in my arms, Hob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feel the same. No, this is the load screen. Well, this is why the, the second sentence is is talking about the fool's winter month. Yeah, yes. not fucking Molly's red skirts. So Molly's pregnant. Yeah, Robin so do we want to talk about the geriatric pregnancy? The true geriatric <laughs> the, pregnancy? Yeah. Not this, not the fake ass, you're 34 geriatric Just another half, pregnancy. clearly. Oh, who cares? She half. just has a taste. farm. She's... Yeah, it's just, oh just another be more fucking palatable. kid that, it, that, that, that he's not going to care about, clearly. What, what I thought about was, uh, like, the stories of um, Mary, Queen of Scots, right? Where it was, like, she... Because there's, like, did, was she pregnant? Did she have tumors? Was she having phantom pregnancies? Was she just having, like, lots of miscarriages? And it was, like, based on power and attention. Not, you know, like, ahistorically, like, when people portray her and stories and stuff so why would molly want this kind of attention or is it dementia or like what what is the, what is happening well i mean they're setting it up like it's dementia what but... is this rumination what is this rumination on the decline that's a very apt comparison to mary queen of scots because she was what imprisoned in a castle forever or like <laughs> <laughs> i was imprisoned in a castle i would definitely fake pregnancy constantly i would not I'd be like i'm fucking here this is what i'm known for apparently here i am though watch out well or do you think this is maybe related let's go back to the scene that joey talked about where fitz um, who is who's basically stopped aging is being flirted with by women who are very young and his wife is older is this a is this a, a subconscious play for attention or validation or... do we think that molly's that off the deep end though i always thought she was pretty with it and confident and collected mm. Yeah, I don't think she's that insecure. I, don't, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know if she's aging and stuff, but I don't she's think secure. she'd pull that so shit. She, she sees all the hot tarts throwing themselves at her And she's like, yeah, that's my like, hot nah. piece of ass. Suck it. I'm going to sit on his face later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. <laughs> thoroughly. Simply, but thoroughly. Simply, but thoroughly, yeah. Sit on that. She says it with that voice. I'm going to sit on that. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, you for explicit. Um, yeah, okay, so, so th we're we're with we're with Fitz that this is a that this is a, a sad decline that we now get to to watch. Or maybe it's a miracle baby, and she's actually knocked up. Oh, like a, like made of snow. 
A baby made it. What is it? The one in the story where they're made of snow and sticks, and then the fairies like do the changeling swap. Uh, now you lost me. There's like a Nordic story about this old couple who has a baby made of. They they make a baby out of snow, and it becomes real. And it's like a they make a deal with the fairies, but it's like a deal with the. Are the Pexies gonna make a return? Pinocchio. Oh man, the Pexies. Or Pinocchio, you're oh, right. <laughs> the Pinocchio boy. <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. It's Old a wolf people. baby. It's Snow Night Eyes baby. Part Two. Yeah. Return to us. Electric boo. Of that. <laughs> That's wish fulfillment. It is. Well, there I found uh, listed on Etsy old snow babies, <laughs> vintage snow babies. Ooh. How to identify and collect snow babies? All right. So clearly, I've used the wrong. <laughs> I'm a, uh, so if we're if we're <laughs> team dementia versus team actually prego, I'm going with team actually prego. Team actually prego. Yeah, I mean, there's for foreshadowing. You're, you're 35. You know, you're still going. Shade I was guess. like, do you want to have more kids? <laughs> elbow, elbow. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's real. Well, that's even that's even like, like pregnancy brain if... is very very real. My sister is pregnant right now, and her IQ has gone down like a hundred. <gasps> Not really, but like she herself will <laughs> tell you, herself. she's like, I feel so dumb all of the time. Is this what it's like to be an actual dumb person? And like, it's a real like scientific thing. So if he thinks it's dementia, but if she's actually pregnant, then she just has pregnancy brain. Well, does he think she has dementia because she's forgetful, or does he think she has dementia yeah, no, he because she has she's dementia because she's like I'm pregnant? She's like sixty years old and she's insisting. She's well, but pregnant. he's been going 50. that route anyways, like because she's been. He was like, oh, she's been walking into rooms and forgetting what she came in there for, and all, like he added things up to get to that conclusion. It wasn't just her right. saying she was pregnant. Right. Yeah, but I think that was because she thought she was pregnant that she was doing some of those things. I mean, time will only tell. Because she didn't want to reveal it yet. Right, because she didn't want to say what she was doing. She's been pregnant for a while. Well, yeah, when did she start the uh, secret keeping? When did when did Fitz comment on the oh, secret Lord, keeping? I don't pay that much attention. Chapter it's was just that? in this chapter. Somebody... It was just the beginning of this chapter. Of this chapter, okay. Yeah. So. so let's do the timeline because we're already kind of jumping around. So she we says start they'll off... have it before, in December or like end of year, and it's springtime. So, right. But I'm talking about like so my chapter is like seven years 47. before Jenny's chapter. No, it's only like three years. Four. It's four because he says because Shade says four years for the murder. No, but that was before. That was before. So it's been his... three. Yeah, because okay. he's 47, and then he says that uh, Harthen just left three years ago. So it's he's 50 now, so that makes yes. Molly 53. Okay. Which, I mean, there's Got some it. old bitches that have gotten surprise pregnant in, in the real world, so. But not after they had menopause. But you never know if you're actually <laughs> going through menopause. Sometimes you're like Perry, and sometimes, True. you know, it's like you go to your doctor, and they're like, well, you're, things change because you're getting older, but they never actually look into anything. That's true. And six duchies healers are not the greatest, so. Yeah, yeah they suck. Shouldn't he be able to well, just really skill, skill in there like... and see what's going on? Or wit, I mean... 
It's a living thing, depending on the time. Yeah, but he doesn't believe her, so he's not doing that. And apparently he just doesn't use his magic anymore. I'm still on team yeah, she's actually that's a good pregnant. Point. That's a good point. Why isn't there any, like, he should have been able to sense this. But he just, he's just that rusty. Well, maybe it's too early in her pregnancy. She can feel it kick. There's something in there. That could that could be. It's gas. a burrito. <laughs> God, a burrito. she's pregnant with a beautiful she burrito. Feel it cake. She can just feel it move. <laughs> Gender reveal party burrito. Yes. Burrito. <laughs> All right. So Molly is pregnant. Shade is old and kind of getting sentimental and strange. Hap is gone. All the kids are out. Nettle is 35, I guess. I don't know how fuck old Nettle is. And... They're somewhere in their 30s. How is she not... How are they not, like, married? I mean, is this... Isn't this the kind of world where it's like you fucking married at 15 or whatever? Yep. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just surprised. It's clear. She's in... She's a modern lady. She's got Very. other. She's got more important things to do. Um, uh, Fitz finally realizes that it might have been a message from the pool. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Oops. <laughs> so stupid. Like, oh, yellow boots and yellow boots. Hmm. Let's. That's suspicious. I'm gonna. Pull, I'm gonna him. pull us into the every episode prompt because I feel. I feel like we're kind of we're over overlapping some of that. So. We are pack character introductions and exit. Girl in the yellow boots, intro and exit. Messenger, yellow boot, yellow boot messenger. But in and we, out. We've then, been apparently. we've been reunited with some of our old characters, reestablished, reminded. For if you read this in real time, it's been quite a few years since the Tawny Man trilogy. And if you're me and you didn't read the Rainwild books, it's been a while. So that was useful. Um, Rebel. Rebel is new. Yeah. Tallman and Taller Man. Like Rebel. Tallman. So is it Revel or Rebel? Revel. V is in victory. R E V E L. That makes more sense. Yeah. Rebel would be even more an ironic name for him. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't seem like he's a rebel. (laughs) This guy buttons every button on the shirt, you know, like. He's buttoned up. Dot in his eyes uh, and crossing Riddle, his teeth. We're reminded that Riddle is uh, alive and a character and not just some dude. See, but this time I knew who <laughs> Riddle was. And he matters. <laughs> and because I, I remembered our, our interest in him from this trilogy when we read the last one. I was like, oh, Riddle, Oh, and we Riddle. said there Lots was uh, Patience had an exit. Yeah, yeah, Patience know, died like off that. screen, which I felt yeah. was rude. I think that's very rude. Bullshit. It's really depressing reading this beginning part because it's like, oh, this character is dead now. This character is dead now. This character is dead now. Yeah. I mean, I know that, like, Patience wasn't, like, always there. She wasn't a constant character and she was often away. But she was so important to Fitz and he thinks about her a lot. And she's such a good character. I mean, I don't want to, like, watch her die on page. But I just felt like, oh, yeah, she died. (laughs) Like, (laughs) cool. Um, who else who else 
Uh, did you think it was weird that Molly's kids are not elevated in status a little bit yeah, more than they are? That's what I like, said. They're all day laborers and like ferrymen, ferrymen. and Other one becomes metal. a cartwright. That's a guy who made. That's a guy who fixes wheels on carriage. Yeah, wheels it's garbage. I hate it. Well, I mean, you've got Nettle, who's skill mistress. You've got Steady, who's part of the right. coterie. You've got Swift, who's part of who's like. You know, so why aren't they landed? Like, they why can't all they be fabulous? The There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> They've well, got enough it, rooms what? in where they would. It's just hearth, just and chivalry. They, I mean, they, they chivalry, really like, have enough rooms there. Chivalry in inherited Burrich's farm. Oh, okay. So he has that farm. That the, the original one, the lay her down in the grass farm, mm. and then <laughs> who got the cottage? That's what I want to know. The, the shitty, cottage, the, the shitty cottage, that Fitz lived yeah, in, it burned gets down. burned down. It was it's yeah. completely rubble then. Okay. Yeah. Still a dirt floor. Yes. He has also, to burn property the right values in. in Forge are not very good. <laughs> no. So no. <laughs> How would you go back to Forge? Oh, but then it's like it seems like the like these later kids. I mean, maybe it's realistic to where it's like, oh, these spares, they don't have very great jobs. But like, fuck, they're just like the fourth and yeah. fifth sons. It's like when you're like you know, it's like your a very famous and rich actor and your like sibling is like working retail somewhere. It's just strange. <laughs> God. There is there are just five, right? I'm not missing one. There's not there's it's more than chivalry five, the there's a lot of them. Chivalry the twins and Hearth Gaggle. and Just. The whole, Who are the, yeah, who's the other probably one? just some like unnamed others. You got steady in there? <laughs> steady, you forgot steady. Yeah. No, we said steady. No, I said that chivalry the twins, which is swift and steady. Matter? Swift, yeah. Oh they had to be some. I'm gonna look it up. They had to be some, and you couldn't okay. be. Wait, this happened lords before. We've had this exact conversation. We were like, "How many fucking kids does she have? Nettle, Chivalry, Steady, Swift, Nimble, Justin, Hearth." Oh, I forgot about Nimble. Yeah. Nimble. Who the fuck, who the is, fuck is Yeah, who's that? Probably the dead middle oh, is Nim- child. Is it Nimble and Swift? Yeah. I think it's Nimble and Swift are the twins. I thought it was what steady. Does yeah, I thought it was a... steady. I thought it was steady and, and, and Swift and Nimble are the twins. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, we don't know what happened to Nimble. He died off screen. <laughs> it didn't matter. Gosh, he was despair. He's a lawyer. Just like oh. pickling vegetables somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, next. Animal assists will be the next category. Animal assists. That we got some thoughts. Dumbass dog. <laughs> what's 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 coarser? This? Yeah, coarser. I was like, it has like a coarse name. <laughs> um, did we get any cats in this one? Tragically, no. Nope. No, no, I think it was just coarser okay. and a and a thought or two from that. Seagull was mentioned. Yeah. Risk. Oh yeah, risk. Risk was off screen. Risk is in the retirement. I guess there girls. was an animal assist to uh, Patience's outfit for Winterfest. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of fashions from Jamalia, we have uh, the the pants. The pants. The Jamalian pants. The Jamalian the pants of your of still legends. waiting for my buttons, but <laughs> and legend Shade is just still talking about it. Also, Shade has the. Uh, have we talked to his, the bed his little bed robe? Yeah, he was really or into bed that. jacket He's or like, whatever. I guess if you if you're cold in bed and you want to read, you get one of these babies. <laughs> but I'm like, is it long or is it short? Like, because he's like, it's a, a snuggie. Really it's a fucking hat. snuggie. No, it's not I'm a like, snuggie. Please, it's it's just a short robe. 
Oh, it's a short robe, so like his his like cheeks hang out when he's walking. Yeah, around. like you gotta wear bottoms <laughs> with it. Well, it's only it's only something you're wearing in bed, so like the cover. It's an up. additional. It's I an see, extra layer. It is not like, <laughs> you know, your pajamas. And someone was wearing pointy shoes. As one does. Molly was wearing pointy shoes. I don't remember. Um, okay, roll the maps. Where are we, and how did we get here? Uh, this is going to be the section where we talk about, like, political stuff, um, mail, just, like, all the extra things that are kind of dropped in that maybe reference some of the other books that we've read. Well, um, we talked Duchess about... The Duchess of Chalced. Yeah. The Duchess Chassin. of Chalced. And they're having some yeah. civil war. And we talked about... Um, Which... You know, the mothership. What, what are those people called? The mothership? Oh, the... The Narcheska's mother, mother house. house. There we go. <laughs> Mothership. <laughs> Mothership. <laughs> the Out Islands. Yes, the Out Islands were mentioned. She keeps dragging her kids back there. Her sons, which that's not the deal. It was supposed to be she gets the daughters and Buckkeep, the six duchies, gets the sons. God, can you imagine making that trip she on the rag? Like, the poor people who have to schlep her to and from. That sucks. Also, from what I recall of, like, what they did for fun and, like, the food they got to eat, I kind of feel like his kids are probably like, fuck, we don't want to do no. this. No. <laughs> I go to grandma's house again. You're going to have a wonderful buffet of salted, stinky Shitty fish <laughs> and salted, stinky fish. Horrible. Don't make us go, mom. And also, like, their dad never goes with them. Yeah. Would you? It's kind of sad. I mean, no, but I mean, he's the he king. Can't he can't go, duty. but he can. I'm the king. It's important responsibilities. I can't go. He could just, you know, go through the stones to Azuzal and then meet. like meet up with them. They don't seem to use those very much. Yeah, uh, I don't. Think... Well, I mean, there's a reason for that. I mean, I isn't there like, isn't death like a hole now? That's death and isn't Absolfjall like? Like a pit now? Like, didn't it get like fucked? Didn't they explode it with a bomb? I don't think so. I mean, they did. They fire. did use I mean, they a bomb, did, but there I don't was think a bomb, was like but like that. it didn't take down. And it caved in. It wasn't the bomb. Yeah, it caved into the to the throne room, and that's how Kebel Rawbread got out. Yeah, but Fitz went back yeah, there. Yeah, they, he would use that stone a couple of times after and he that. He went all through the. Yeah. But I felt like that was like not recovery all operations. I don't think they hang out there. Oh, no, but like I think it's yeah. still I think there's there. just like one kind like of the crater, stone has but been the rest destroyed. Of it's, fine. it's like, and this streak on the floor is blood from my friend. And like, <laughs> no, I wouldn't go back. Middle, that's where you ate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to mention Chickaboo's corpse would be in there somewhere. Oh, just yeah. still there with her with her stumps. Her stick arms. That would be a good cosplay. Um, <laughs> and the return of Fitz Misery has a moment. Does Fitz suck? He's so stupid. How much? So stupid. On a scale, we, we, we got to be conservative at this point. On a scale I know. of one to five, how sucky is Fitz being? So at a, on a on a scale of jumping out of the the the, the window with like bloody he, arms, he wanted to go berserker, <laughs> to laughing like, and screaming and stabbing a, people. He in had the a he had a taste of a thought of going berserker, but he didn't. But he was he was excited by it for sure. At a scale from one to me throwing my book across the room, which happened at the end of this book, 
It's probably a two. All right. <laughs> but I know it gets worse. It's, gonna, it's, it's the stupid. You can't, you can't max out on the stupidity. You know, it's, we're only in chapter four. So. All right. <laughs> Shit's going to get worse. This is a hob novel. That's not a, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> Uh, and then I have a final uh, area that I'm going to keep uh, redacted for now. We will introduce it uh, later. Rude. Oh, I assume I know what that means. It's gonna be. Or it's gonna be about the fool. I can only imagine. There's multiple options. Nah, yeah, these um, books. You can tell us in spoiler section. Yeah, I'll tell yeah, you in spoiler books, section if it's named after him. <laughs> All right, well, if we are done with our first episode of the final trilogy, uh, then the reminder for next reading section will be Fool's Assassin chapters five through eight. We'll be doing it in four chapter chunks so that it's more manageable for us. Um, I do not have any uh, content warnings for this upcoming section. Just some gentle reminders that there will be mentions of dementia and dying and pregnancy stuff. So it's not it's not traumatic, but it is not comfortable. So, <laughs> um, so this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air. I'm Rachel. Oh, and you can find me at Darth Rachel on the internet. <laughs> although all of my accounts are locked, so you'll just have to request. <laughs> I'm Alyssa and I am unlocked at AlyssaMater.com. Alyssa unlocked. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Subscribe to my Patreon and you get extra locks unlocked. <laughs> uh, I'm Jenny and you can find me at Faces Bray on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley. You can find me on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. And I was Joey, and you can find me at Uncanny Robot on Instagram. All right, next up is spoiler section. Thank we you. did it! Spoilers! So, spoiler section. Question one. Is this content and sedate life boring as fuck on purpose? Not just not just <laughs> to facilitate the plot, but to facilitate the reader's willingness to go on another horrible adventure. I think so. I also think it, I mean, it pads Possibly. out. And it's a good, it's a good point to add in how you tie into previous books and introduce new characters and the new characters thing is interesting because we haven't really had this level of new character interaction ever like this is like a this is like a sequel trilogy kind of thing you know it's like here's the old timers here's all the new people that you get to root for and it's a for me it's a little hard because i'm like i don't care about these people i care about fits I want to watch old man Fitz do stuff. I don't care about these youngsters. <laughs> but I do like B. I like B, yeah. B's great.
I was just, Although just I do, talking about. I do think it's interesting that she does, like, first-person POVs, but, like, you have to read a little bit to make sure you're reading it from the right person. Oh, person. I was actually <laughs> thinking about how, like, I instantly know if it's B or not. Be- I usually do, but not always. I mean, usually, I guess the intros are usually her dream journal, though, right? Usually, but also, like, on her chapters. B while having like sometimes making wild leaps in logic because she's a child like you know and kind of having immature feelings she is like more honest with herself <laughs> like immediately more honest with herself like it'll whenever it fits it always starts off where it's like other people are wrong and i'm like oh this is fits <laughs> um i wrote like a little and this is something that I want to bring up now because I'm going to keep bringing it up in spoiler section, but I wrote like a little rambly thing. So beyond the spoiler reactions to like all the family drama and all the, you know, the false stars, the persistence of lies, the themes of aging and perhaps other discussions that we could have about authorial intent and control and reception. One of the major themes that I wanted to concentrate on in this reread is just the theme of love because I think that at its core these stories explore the ways in which Fitz loves like how he is sustained or drained by love who he loves how he loves them and how for Fitz he seems to reject the love that he receives while offering limitless love himself so there are nuances to this and I would also make the bet that we can connect to a lot of the other themes through this lens Um, but it did strike me that you can break the three main trilogies up. So the first one is adolescent love, self-acceptance, right? Uh, and then sustaining love, the creation of bonds via sex or deep connection, whatever. And then this trilogy concentrates heavily on parental love and the kind of unconditional love that is both obligated and consuming, right? Like, because we see Fitz in this early part of the book dropping everything for family always and running to his parental figures and then it ends with him dropping everything to protect his child does a real great job at that oh he's just so terrible (laughs) you know that part where Riddle's like so we've kind of noticed that you're bad at being a parent (laughs) (laughs) And I just want you to know that we are watching you and that we know that you're bad at this and you need to try harder. You need to try, you need to get up every day and like make a list or like, you know, try harder. And Fitz is like, all right, yeah. And then he does nothing (laughs) different. He gets a teacher that he didn't even order. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Nettle just wants to take B and do it all herself. Well, I, right. And Nettle's wrong, but. Right. <laughs> but that's also because she was abandoned by Fitz. Fitz was not apparent True. to her. She cannot fathom him doing it. Well, he's not doing a very good job. Yeah, I mean, he's not. I mean, Fitz, B is happy and working through her shit and obviously not like a quote unquote regular kid. And that helps. Yeah, she she popped I out. I just can't like, wait. Almost fully brain developed and didn't need yeah she's all yeah yeah she's lisa simpson yeah or it's lisa simpson yeah or like athena or... i just can't wait till he's describing her childhood exactly the same way he described the fools and then makes no oh my god there. it's infuriating 
that's so weird. You were you gestated for like three and a half years, and then you were preborn, and you're born, and now you're you never speak, and you're quiet. It's like, yeah, and she's small, and she's cold, and you can't feel her with the wit. She's very pale. She's pale. <laughs> I think he describes her hair like the same way yeah. that he describes the wolf's hair, like floating. Her hair seems curlier. I did notice that. True. I think her hair is like his, but curly. Just different enough. For him to get real confused. Oh, man. Well, I Maybe it's more like... I don't know. Because, like, he's been told there are throwbacks. that This is how whites happen. And, and instead of being like, oh... Uh, he's fully gotten all of this information that he should be able to put together. <laughs> but he's too busy going, who did the fool sleep with to have a son? <laughs> Why did the fool sleep with other people that weren't me? Exactly. How dare? What do you mean? What do you mean? Who's Chopron? What do you mean? <laughs> I love him going through the list of like who he could have slept with, possibly. God, he's so dumb. For somebody who has like unconsciously memorizes everything in a room before he leaves it. <laughs> He's about the most unobservant person I've ever witnessed. Well, I think it's about rejection. I want to go back to my theme of love. So he, he, one, I think one of the reasons he doesn't think about it is one, he doesn't like thinking about the fool because it's painful because he feels rejected and abandoned mm -hmm. by the fool because especially after mm -hmm. he finds out that Jofran was getting letters and he wasn't getting letters. <laughs> like that just like he got messages if he paid the fuck attention <laughs> but also like why would like obviously he's protecting you <laughs> uh right but the, i think also there's this like weird idea because b is doesn't look like him that he doesn't want to open up any doubt as to her parent who her parents are right because he is a bastard yeah. and he mm -hmm. it was that shit like that happens and i think that he he he's like my you know this is pack this is my kid i can smell her this is like she's definitely my kid but i don't know it's like it's like this this fear this ultimate fear of rejection maybe because he was abandoned i don't know but it, it's like he won't do you think he doesn't process emotional things that he doesn't care for because maybe all of that emotional trauma he had as a younger person, he didn't have to process for 15 years. Right, because he put it in the dryer. Yeah. So he never taught himself how. I mean, like, there's, like, a throwaway line where it's like, oh, I'm better now. I can talk about my mother, you know? Like, but he doesn't. He doesn't call himself Kepit. He doesn't... It's like you're not really reconciled that weird change. with that. You're not rec really reconciled. I am Kebit now. Well, but that's his name. <laughs> it's true. I mean, I get it. You live a, uh, you live your whole life as something else, and it was very defining for him, but it's... Yeah, he, he simply recalls the color of his mother's hair. He doesn't, like, think about things that happened to him then. You know, about being... Right. Being discarded. Abandoned. Yeah. yeah. About all of that shit. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, you're blonde because my mother was blonde. I've got mountain stock in me. And I'm like, I'm sure there were some whites in there. There were definitely whites in the mountains. We've got multiple occasions in the books where we saw whites or whites were mentioned as there was like a prophet in the mountains. That's why Joe Fron is there. Then we have the 
the super old vision of the original minstrels, right? With the mm-hmm. with the crown. So they were there. So the bloodline is there and it's very I mean I mean we can talk about our theories about how how white is made and who's B's parents actually are and whether the fool is one of her fathers or not. Um, But I think it's just as likely that there's enough recessive gene or whatever to like throw a white, especially if Fitz is involved because he's the catalyst that as anything else. I like the idea that it's their child. Oh no, I think that I think that it's magic, right? Like it, this is a fantasy novel about magic, so magic is involved. Well, I mean, we know that like the fool had three parents, right? But I think that was cultural. I don't think that's necessary because in Claris they don't do that, right? Like in Claris, they just like breed people. Right, they're breeding it <laughs> like they're like it's like a eugenics farm. But I guess so, like, it evil Benny Gesserit. <laughs> or or more evil Benny Gesserit. Yeah, you're right. More evil. That is correct. I've taught you well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I like I it's 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 painful to read how much Fitz closes himself from other people. Like it when they all called him, we need you. Shade loves you. Shade will wake up for you. You know, I think that that's all emotional. They definitely had superior tools. They didn't need Fitz, but they realized that at least if he was going to die, he want he would want Fitz there, right? But Fitz is like, oh, they it's all about favors. It's all about things I can do for them. And it's like, but you love these people intensely, and you can't fathom that they intensely love you back. <laughs> no, definitely no. Not. He's he's broken. He's and very is broken. it? He's so broken, and I—it's th- abandonment. It's totally abandonment. He got abandoned. But here's here's the thing. You chose to not go on an adventure and look for your friend. You decided to live at Withywoods, and be married and do that. Be Holder, Tom Badgerlock. I think there's guilt. Probably. Yeah. Because it's like, why didn't he reach out to me? It's like, well, is he in trouble? He's usually in trouble. <laughs> right <laughs> he usually needs your help or some rescuing he gets beat up a lot like where are all the major interactions was he someone putting a fist through his eye and then you having to like take care of him good scene <sighs> love it anyway can't wait to get into it <laughs> are we also going to need a creepy scale for the fool? So we can bring in. <laughs> it's gonna be so bad. <laughs> we call it the grace. There was nothing more disappointing than like anticipating the return of the fool and then getting psyched out by the butterfly messenger, and it being like, oh, somehow he got pale again, and beautiful. And it's like, no, that's not him. Also, she's being eaten by maggots, and and then when you finally <laughs> get to the fool, and it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> shambling corpse fool who none of us cosplayed no we just stand next to the trash can it's good enough. <laughs> that was a good day <sighs> poor fool I, I well that I think that is very specifically like Hob being like what does the reader expect and want and how can I subvert or defy or surprise them 
And what we want. But Fitz still loves him. If what we want is to see the fool be beautiful and fragile and all the things that make the fool. I mean, eventually he looks better. Eventually, right, yeah. Because, like, of. what are you going to do? Be like, yeah, you're disgusting, like, over tenderized meat forever. Because, <laughs> like, there is that scene, my favorite line ever of, it's not unattractive. It's not attractive. <laughs> but what's the price? What's the price? The hale and hearty body of. It's like, oh, this magic that I made where you get to live forever and you get to be, you know, muscly and whatever. It's like, I have to physically destroy you in order to end you. I don't know. It's just so sad. Can't wait for those postules. It's so sad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you burn Sometimes. that bedding. Burn it. <laughs> get rid of this shit. Do not let it be in your house. Um, Anything else that we want to cover? I don't want to get, like, into too much yet no okay great <laughs> <laughs> no we covered a lot i'm i'm a few pages away from the birth thing it's not as bad as i remembered i was like oh god it's gonna be so bad and then i read it and i was like oh it's not that bad i don't believe you it's like the tiny white worm child i just i just imagine a barbie doll it's just so weird. <laughs> Trying to get me to read this, are you? I can't. It's a Barbie doll. It's like, oh, it's like, fits no, in the hand. Just... I'm like, alright. It's just, it's just too weird. Bumbelina stuff. And he's, uh, It is Thumbelina. I'm telling you, there's gotta be a parallel to that, that story. Someone, listeners, tell me, send me, send me what the story is called for the old couple that live in the woods that have a snow baby. I know it's real. I know I read it. It's a dream. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about Roteland in this episode. Do we have anything to add to it? Is there a Withy Woods uh, they can go to? That's what that's one of the expensive hotels. For their for the big Winterfest celebration. Yeah. You can have a really, it's like, where do you want to stay? You want to stay at Withy Woods or the Rainwilds, like, you know, cabins. Treehouse. Yeah, the treehouse cabin, the camping option. <laughs> I would like Withy Woods. Yeah, same. All right, I'm going to let you go, but it, it was yes, good to. I have to put a fan on. Good to start again. Yeah. So thanks for. Good episode. Thanks for reading this yeah. book. Bye. Bye.